You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Mad Men After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Mad Men After Show. Welcome, welcome. How are you guys? As you guys know... Bing is for doing, and we're here doing another AfterBuzz TV after show yes, for Mad Men. We are. It's been uh, it's been some time. Um, uh, long the, break for them. That's right, <laughs> long break for them. And uh, you know, when we first started AfterBuzz TV, and we did Mad Men, we were doing it without any video. And so that's how long ago it was. That's right. And so for those of you guys watching, my name is Phil Svitek. I'm. Uh, engineering now in studio b not only do we have video yeah we have two studio studio (laughs) with video and by the way this is a brand new development for right here at after buzz tv and uh my fellow co-host is uh oops it's tough to engineer and here i'll take over i'm john comerford thanks for joining us (laughs) does that help you That, that definitely helps me um so we're here doing a mad men season five episode one titled a little kiss um, you know, and, and before we continue, let's get a few managerial things out of the way, right, Sean? Is that okay with you? I'm I'm game. It's it's been a little while, and uh, so for those of you watching or um, listening, here's how it works. We're gonna do the show. We're doing it on Tuesday today, but we're probably gonna switch over to Sundays. Right so that means you you can watch us live on Sundays on the website. You just go to AfterBuzzTV.com and watch there. Um, we have the schedule there, so that's how you'll know the time and, and follow us on uh, Twitter. And, uh, you know, we'll post updates as well. And, uh, you know, if you can't catch us live, you know, uh, you can watch the video the next day or definitely go on iTunes and uh, check us out there. All the links are through AfterBuzzTV.com. It's like one big portal that gets you to where you need to. And, um, you know, here's how it works. It's completely free to you guys. You know, we love talking about Mad Men. Um, Last season we only did the last four episodes because that's when we kind of started and we did this. And, uh, you know, we have fun doing it. It's free to you guys. We're developing an app that's also going to be free so you guys get all of our content easier. We've got exciting new things coming up. I can't reveal a lot of my – I was telling John yeah. we're uh, um, going to be doing something really, really fun for you guys. So in return, please rate and comment us on iTunes. That's all we ask for in return. It takes 15 seconds. That, and tell a friend. That's right. Let them know. Let them know. Bring them in. Um, and then the last thing is, for those of you who don't know, Maria Menuno started this whole venture, you know, uh, podcasting and, and after shows. And right now, if you live in a cave, she's on ABC's Dancing with the Stars. Doing quite well. Doing quite well. What, what did she get last night, John? A nine, an eight, and an eight. That's... She was in fourth place last night. I'm told that's very good. It's very good. For, for the second uh, show of the season, that's very good. That's right. And so... Um, in return, what you guys can do for us is 
is also um, vote for Maria. Yeah. Because the more, longer more, Maria stays in the competition. <laughs> yeah, the more it, we can keep our doors open. We can keep the lights on. We can keep podcasting. That's right. Um, and so um, so that about wraps up all the things I had to say. So let's get right into this episode. John, yeah. um, let's see. You talk about Y&R. Because at y&R, first, uh, yeah. it, for me, it, I, it, the, I'm so used to things around here. So I was like, Young and the Restless? <laughs> yeah, not. that's right. We do podcasts, Young and the Restless. No, no not that. <laughs> Yeah, another rival uh, ad agency to Sterling Cooper. Have Have you known about them? No, actually, and you know, let, let me have full disclosure here. This is the, actually the first episode, first full episode I've ever watched of Mad Men. I just it's just one of those things where I, had, I obviously I knew about it, heard about it, all that kind of stuff, and I said, oh, you know, I should probably check that out. So when the opportunity came, I said, yeah, bring me in. I'd love to watch it. So this is the first time I've seen it. So. I- it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I didn't really know. I, in fact, I don't know any of the history, which is kind of interesting walking into it. Well, here's what I will say about John, though, to uh, the preface why he's actually on the show. Right. Is uh, he's he's a filmmaker, um, screenwriter, producer, script doctor. Um, he also knows cinematography very well. So he has a huge, huge background in this world. And, and, and in fact, he was in tonight's episode. I was in tonight's episode. At the, the train scene. Right. Uh, as, not, as, as merely background, of course. Uh, and you know, at the time we shot it, I had no idea when it was going to air that it would be the premiere at all. I, that we, you know, they don't tell you that kind of thing. So I was surprised as everybody else. In fact, I started. I didn't even. I didn't even watch tonight's episode until afterwards. I started getting uh, emails from and texts from people saying, "Hey, did I just see you on Mad Men?" <laughs> so it was quite a surprise to me as well. Yes, and uh, also uh, just in terms of myself, um, I'm a, I'm a fan of the show. I've seen all four seasons, um, and we're, we're going to get more people here. I know Kevin Undergaro, he, he, uh, loves co- the show. Co-creator of AfterBuzz TV, loves the show, and then Catherine Tulich. They just couldn't be here tonight. To um, be joining us. To be joining us. Uh, in terms of the Y and R, though, uh, you know, I, I like just like the fans. I mean, we 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 haven't been here for basically two years right. with Mad Men, almost yeah. two years, not, a, not not full two years, yeah. but. Um, I like how that was the first scene that got us back into it, yeah, exactly. you know, with, so, with the civil <laughs> yeah. rights movement yeah. and um, <laughs> them. Yeah. And comedy, too, you know. Which and comedy, and also showing that they just didn't care. They don't care about this, you know. They're, they're, it's Madison Avenue. They're not really touched by the civil rights movement yet because, you know, <laughs> so they're just dropping water bombs on protesters. Yeah, and I, I, I like Boys the, will be boys. Boys will be boys. I always love the fact how they can get, um, they can place us in history without right. really, you know, doing too much, um, you know, later on, not to get too much into it, but, you know, with the, uh, I don't know if it's a Marine, basically a soldier going right. off to the Vietnam War. Yeah. They, they were making fun of him, like, oh, he, this, this is what this guy's fighting for, to hey. be back in a body bag. Exactly. So, they, you know, um, obviously... The height of the war hasn't gone to a no. bad place yet. You know, it's still the early sixties. It's theoretical at the moment. They don't, they don't, it's, not, it's not in their living rooms yet. Let's put it that way. Yes. Where we come. Um, yeah. By the way, John, what do you remember of the sixties? Not very much. I was, I was, you know, just a kid. So I, th- this era, I don't really uh, have any kind of affinity for because it was before me. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I mean, I, 
obviously I'm aware of it through history and everything like that, but I don't really have any personal connection to it. Fair enough. In, in terms of the Y&R thing, um, I like how, you know, it, you didn't really need a thread no, for this yeah, episode, but, yeah, exactly. it, but this was the thread for the right. entire episode. Yeah, of... it was the runner. It was the <laughs> gag. And what I liked about it is, again, since I, I don't know the history, I just like that here are the, the, these ad agencies are basically they're frat brothers or not not frat brothers but uh, rivals, just you know rubbing each other's nose in it and print, playing practical jokes on each other's. And I just thought that that's that's who these guys are. I I, I certainly did love that aspect to it though, but but it also um, you know they again did it need to be part of the episode no. no but i like the fact that it is because you know unlike some things um other tv shows it did have it did serve a purpose in the sense that obviously it got joan right um to see it right. and that propelled her storyline um it kind of i don't know if i would say discredited don to a degree for having run that ad or whatever it yeah. be, but but it did put them at odds you know a well, the other thing I thought was really interesting about it because I'd seen an interview uh, on Charlie Rose with all the, with a lot of the cast and Mark, Mark the uh, creator, uh, and they were talking about how they they didn't have a lot of African Americans on the show just yet, and because at the time and he on his research on Madison Avenue there weren't that many at yeah. the time because that we hadn't really gotten that far in our involvement as a country, so I thought that also sh- it was also to show that too, I mean, the fact the end uh, scene where you know they're taking applications it, it, it was unheard of. That nobody had had African Americans in their ad agencies. Well, speaking of that, I mean, what was uh, what was Lane going to do? He was just going to throw them out like that. That's what you said. But it, yeah. are they are they going to do something more with it, or was that just basically no? We're just no. I, I think I, I it seems like they're going to say face up. They'll probably bring bring a few in. You know, if, if you know, they could easily just take the applications and you know never call anybody in and can just say that none of them met our qualifications. They could easily do that. But I, I'm wondering because they on this interview they had talked about trying to find ways to to bring that uh, period and that uh, issue up in the series as it was happening in in history as well. Well, they certainly did. And uh, to be honest with you, I I really always loved Roger for his <laughs> boldness and bluntness yeah. of like let's just, let's uh, let's just tell him. I think he said basically f off. Or just keep interviewing them until yeah. they all go away. Yeah, they'll just go away. Which is a smart idea. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so they, no one will pin anything on them. Yeah. Yeah. Not a not a nice idea. No, but it's not. Nice, a, but it's it's a very Roger Sterling idea. Yeah. Idea. Yeah. Uh, well, let's take a moment um, back before we talk about Roger, and let's talk about um, Lane Price. Right. Um, Jeez. Oh my God. Why? Why do you cringe? Well, it just it just that he gets the wallet and the whole Dolores thing. It was just it just felt pathetic, and and for me, I was just go why? And he's just he calls her, and then that was just a weird conversation. It was a little skeevy, a little I don't know. It was just like what is he? I, I and she was odd too on the phone. You know, I can't really call myself his wife, and it was just like what are, what is going on? And then he seems to have all these hopes and desires about one phone call about this girl he doesn't know. It's just, you know, that's how pathetic. It just seemed pathetic to me. His life was that desperate. Well, you know, I think I think he's just, in most things, he just knows he's um, in over his head. And it, yeah. he, he deserves a certain amount of respect right. from the agency and from his family life. Uh-huh. Um, and he's never really gotten it. Right. Um, certainly not from his father last season. Sure. Um, and then... Uh, you, you know, obviously the wife questioning him today. And then you actually brought up a good thing that you thought um, that he sucked with the books. 
Yeah, I, I didn't know. I, again, I don't know the history of the show, but it seemed like they were playing it off that, you know, he even said, I'm going to be found out. He said he was talking to Joan, and he said, um, you know, it's, you better get back here soon or they're going to realize I'm such a sham. And, and I, I, I gathered from what was going on that Joan is really the one that's running the books. I mean, she's the one that's able to make all, you know, behind the scenes, she's making things work. Yeah, and before before he even said that, um She's the one who picks up on it, so like, so yeah. I'm basically here giving you free advice. Exactly. So and, and so they they did just enough to let me know that. And I, I'm I, I, is that accurate? Is that is she the one that's running the show back there? I mean, she's always she's always been that type of person. Right. Um, you know, for a secretary, she's always had that so much responsibility. Right. Which is why when she does come back, you know, uh, I think it's Clara who says to her, um, oh, making me do twice the work and all. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, I think what that comment meant was she raised yeah. the bar so high that yeah. we all have to do it, and right. for the same amount of exactly. money. Exactly, and not only that, but she—they also said that they split up her job responsibilities between two, as it two women or whatever, and one of them. I was think saying, by the end, I think it was three. Maybe in three, but but and one of them is saying she's doing having to do a lot more work. So even though her Jones' work is spread out amongst three, they're all having to do a lot more work. Yeah. So. Um, and yet, you know, that that's the perspective that um, those guys take. You know, the secretary is the ones with sure. her job. Yeah. And yet, um, in terms of uh, the people that, quote, matter or whatever, yeah. they're just passing around the baby. Yeah, I, I thought that was the best thing. We had, you know, Joan didn't even really, you know, she's here go, and, t- and she's off because she's, you know, she's so worried about her job and all this other stuff. And the, the, the baby, by the time it's like, no one seems to care where the baby is. Joan's off like, what? Oh, oh, right. Hey, thanks. Everybody's just passing the baby off. Nobody seems to care. <laughs> I thought that was hysterical. And it ends up with the receptionist of all people. The woman, you know, she's barely uh, awake. Exactly. And again, just goes to show how much, yeah. you know, that – because Joan very much – you know, if you, if you really – not that she ever took care of babies right. as a secretary. But, like, it wouldn't be unheard of if she – well, actually, that's not true. She did take care of Sally when uh-huh. Sally visited the office. Okay. You know, so, again oh. – but it made me wonder because I'm going, you know, you know, the whole thing with uh, Joan and her mother and all that stuff and all that resentment and all that stuff. And I'm wondering because it's Roger's baby and, you know, she's, Joan's feeling horribly guilty about the fact that it's not her husband's and all that other stuff. And does she really want this child? I mean, because she seemed to be so easy to just pass it off to everybody else and kind of forget about it while she was going through her little selfish uh, concern about her job and, you know, not being part of the office and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you for my child. You know, it seemed like it was just, and I'm wondering if that, and I don't know because I don't know Joan real well, but I'm just curious. Was that, did you notice that? Did you sense the same thing? Is she the kind of woman that? I think, I think um, if she did want the child, that magic has gone away. Right. Because she seemed way more concerned about her job than her kid. Oh, absolutely. I mean, she's, again, that's why Joan is Joan is because she's done always a fantastic job. And the irony is, unlike Peggy, I don't think she's ever... You know, um, advanced. Not, well, I know she hasn't advanced really. Right. I mean, she's gotten more responsibility and things yeah. like that. Um, but I certainly wouldn't call it an advancement. Um, but I don't. The good news is I don't think she begrudges anyone because mm-hmm. you were asking me, you know, whether or not Peggy and Joan had a weird history, and I said no. They they actually really like each other. Right. Um, Joan's always been there to help Peggy and never begrudged Peggy for ri- rising the, cl- of the the ladder versus, as we'll talk about later, Megan. Right. Who I think that there's you know something with that with her, um, but I, I think at the end of the day she's just a worker and wants to work, and so by having this kid, right, 
Yeesh. Well, yeah, and then the, well, just the, I mean, it's maybe she's just realizing it's such hard work. It's much easier to go to the office, <laughs> and then of course your mom's there, and she just, they just did not get. I mean, I that was great. I, have you ever seen her mother? I don't believe okay, so. I, I, was like, I wow. mean, the mom's a sh- shipper. Oh my ship god! Bag. The, just the, yeah, they were. It's, and you know, Joan was so just so bitter and angry about it. <laughs> and I get it. You know, she's part of it's true because you know she hasn't slept, so she's on edge and all that other stuff. But her mom seemed like a piece of work. I mean, especially with the um, the plumber. Yeah. Which he couldn't even pronounce the word plumbing, right? What, yeah, I don't know exactly like, what he said. I do, I, you, you need the plum, I plum. Yeah. But I like that, you know, Joan got all up in her grill about it and she says, he brought the cookie. <laughs> so that's okay. Well, and I also, you know, the the mother went back at her and said, yeah. um, you know, I know you haven't had a shortage of guys. Uh-huh. And, but then she called her fat. Oh, yeah. Not outright, but she said, yeah, yeah. that was rough. But, you know, also Joan said, are you, are you out to buy his formula or yours? Yeah. So we know what that formula is. So. Yeah. And it was it was really that kitchen or uh, living room, dining room, yeah. apartment scene, basically. Yeah. Scene in which um, she really decides, you know what, I'm going back. Right. And obviously the mother showing her the Y&R yeah, ad. Yeah, exactly. That was, was the big impetus for her to get back. Yeah. And yeah. that was the first time we saw the ad. Yeah. You know, uh, we had heard about, it, of course, they had presented talking, the idea. I'm going to bring it up on my phone. Okay, great. So I can so read. So they it. talked about doing it, and then we finally got to see what. It, and they really did. I, I was surprised that they put in that we don't have any windows. <laughs> so proving that Madison Avenue is not all wet. Which I there you was go. Nice. So you read it. So yeah. what am I? What am I saying? Well, I, I wasn't sure you were going to find it, so I, I figured I'd just call it up. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Um, so yeah. Um, Let's see. Did you think was I mean? Here's the thing. Since we're still talking about Joan, she comes to the office, got the kid uh, in the carriage, and you know the, the, the wait that waitress, the receptionist, isn't even aware enough to go open the door for her, so she has to do all that herself. You know, open up the door to get the carriage to the front door of the uh, uh, ad agency. You don't remember that? Yeah, I remember uh, that, but I didn't. Uh, you know, unlike you, I didn't look too much into that. Yeah, I just thought it was hysterical. So she's not even being welcomed back there. I mean, the, the, the receptionist is just sitting there looking at her. doesn't even go up to help her. So I, I mean, what I definitely got out of that scene was that she's not welcomed back. But now yeah. that you say it, it's, it just also goes to show, as you said, incompetent yeah. at her job. Yeah. So. And, you know, and it seems like, you know, if Joan would run into the joint, that person probably wouldn't got hired. I would agree because they all went through Joan. Yeah, that's to, my point. To, to, it's like, I'm gone, and this is the first person I see. This is your face, and this is the face you pick. Yeah. Not even helping a woman with a child in a carriage. and No, no, no you can't even get out of your desk to help them. No. So I was like, well, that's not a very good sign, the first thing out of the gate. Certainly so. not. Um, well, let's, uh, let's transition to talk about Roger. Um, Love these guys. <laughs> I love how Roger and Peter don't like each other. Well, before we talk about Pete, I do want to, yeah. you know, because we're still, you know, Joan ties in very nicely sure. to Roger. Right. And uh, the first time he sees her, oh, let me see, <laughs> you know, let me see the, let me see my baby. Me see my Get baby. that crying yeah. snot ridden thing <laughs> out, out of way. here. <laughs> um, which we know, of course, it's, it's Roger's baby. Yeah. Do you uh, think she'll tell him? Who? Is she, the, 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 oh, he knows. He does? Yeah. Oh, I say I didn't even know that. Yeah, he knows. Wow. Um, wow. It was in, in the um, in the recap thing that you know um, they showed like it's definitely yours. Okay, so I, we, I we were reminded that. of that before the episode happened. Okay, well, I didn't see that. Part. Um, but yeah, so he, he and just just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't even care. Wow. And you know, in yeah. terms of Roger, I I thought the central um, 
kind of notion of tonight's episode was that, um, you know, uh, I forget what it, it's 100%, what was the, the first part of the quote, but basically the second part is, if if you can't get something yourself, yeah, it, what's worse is that you're jealous of the person who did get it. Uh-huh. And I, you know, um, and he's always, well, right now he's jealous of, it seems, Pete, yeah. and now Don as well. Sure. Oh, yeah, jealous of Don, clearly. And, but, you know, and they made it obvious why. I mean, that was just brutal. But why Pete? Let's talk about well, because Pete I think a little bit. Pete's got all these new accounts. You know, he's you know he's got the you know energy like Roger used to have. Well, I mean, yeah, Roger's always been good. But as you noted, I mean, you didn't even have to ask me. Does Roger work? Not really. Exactly, but that's that's my point. He doesn't have the energy or the or the drive to do what uh, uh, Pete's doing. Mm-hmm. But he, he, his way of doing it is cutting as every corner as he could and just trying to, you know, uh, scalp uh, uh, clients. Which I liked. I liked how um, Pete knew that's what was happening. Yeah. And obviously, you know, did it upset Clara too much? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Didn't seem like she was too upset. But, um, but then, I mean, Sterling, he, he, he does know everything that seems to be going on. Yeah, he's uh, one of the things that I wanted mind. to bring up was, you know, we, we were talking about the pillar when when he was making Crane switch offices. Right. And that's where obviously Pete bumped his head and got the <laughs> yeah. bloody nose. And so I wanted to know from you, did yeah. did uh, Sterling know that? That's that's what uh, happened, and that's why he kind of. Well, you know, it. two I mean, things. For I, I would think that. That that because there's such a good gossip trail going in that office, I would assume that Roger would find out, especially because Clara. Yeah, and uh, and of course the other guy. I forgot who was in the office when he, the tall Crane. guy. Crane. Yeah, he saw it. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. The other guy, the taller guy. Uh, I forgot his name. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. It's been a while, huh? <laughs> um. Well, anyways, we know who we're talking about. I'll jump in. Aaron Ken, Stett and Ken, Ken yeah, Cosgrove. So he was in there when it happened, or, or just slightly after, because you know, he was there when uh, Pete was drying off the blood. So I'm sure he's, because he tells everybody, he tell, he probably wants to tell the other guys. So and I'm sure it got back to Roger, because how could you not tell that? You well, know, Ken, yeah, I've always been upset with the idea that Ken gets so much. Right. You know, um, back in the day, they were both made like, um, you know, they were, you know, it was always thought to be of like the the head of account, the head of accounts, right? right yeah. And uh, Pete got the job, but then Ken got the job as well. Meaning there were two heads of accounts, and they were right. split the accounts. Yeah. And so Ken's always had this advancement or whatever thought to be good, and I just haven't seen it. I don't know. Maybe yeah, he is good, but oh, yeah. I I think he's much more like Roger. We're like, hey, yeah. what's up? Yeah, Let's he does seem like he is. Yeah, exactly. You know? But it's. I was saying now, either Roger learned about it from uh, from Ken or whatever uh, grapevine they got in the office, or you know the whole reason why Pete called them into his office for that meeting to talk about how he can't have clients in here because of this horrible office he's in. But when they first come in there, they're trapped behind the pillar. You can't even see Pete. So Pete was obviously making his point. So it's either that's why he talked about the pillar, or is because Roger found out about it through Ken. That well, I think it's more so about the fact that. That's me, Pete brought up the meaning, yeah. but it's also great writing. Yeah, that that the the connection the was whole there. Thing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah, he bumps into it. Uh, like, and I love how uh, you know, obviously making Crane. Uh, and speaking about Crane, again, he he feels like he's so important. And most places, he like he's the head of the TV department. I know. And yeah, yet he gets just, no one gives him no. any respect. No. And to be honest, he, he actually does have. Clients and right. he, 
I, I don't – again, I don't know what – I've never seen the books. Yeah, that's what I was curious about because I don't know enough about that history because it didn't seem like the money revenue was that big of a deal back then. Because otherwise, like these days, it would be a different beast. Well, it's it, – I guess in many ways it would be the equivalent of like starting a podcast, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's a new venture. <laughs> yeah, nice tie-in. Uh, no, and – but yeah, I mean, so no that's what I'm saying. Them. I just don't think the money was as huge as it was because I don't think they really understood at that time just yet. I mean, not to the degree that they do now. Let's put it that way. So Certainly. But also, I, I do like how Roger did actually handle it. Again, this is why, compliment to Roger and how he is so smart. Yeah. You know, why are you taking meetings in your office? You should be courtside. Right, exactly. Which is actually, if you really think about it, yeah, that's, what that's a smart choice. Yeah, because so, you're not, you're not going to be doing a golf course, not in New York, so that's why you would do it. Yeah, uh, and then in I love them. I love that scene though when they're in, in Pete's office and Pete's trying to you know lobby for a bigger office, all that kind of stuff. And Roger just says, she basically shut up and leaves." <laughs> You're a junior partner. Get used to it. So I just thought that was great. <laughs> I like I, Roger. <laughs> I, I really love Roger too. He's so funny. He uh, is. He's hysterical. He's a horrible, horrible to his wife, but you know he's funnier on the guys. And he's, you know, the whole line about the uh, um, when he comes in from the office and everybody's waiting outside to apply for a job. I mean, that kind of frankness is refreshing, although sometimes it's horribly inappropriate, but it is funny. Well, uh, also, uh, speaking about his wife, uh, you know, I, I said the central kind of idea to Roger in this episode was yeah. the notion that he's, you know, um, yeah, he's yeah, jealous yeah. of the man that doesn't have it. Wow. And then as soon as he said that, his wife at the party turns to him like, yeah, exactly. you mother after Yeah, exactly. Like, you... Well, I'm not good enough. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. And I was like, man, I can't believe he said that in front of everybody. And his wife's just standing right there. It's a terrible thing to say. Very terrible. And and but it also seems to be a theme for the women that right. they don't think they're good enough for their guys. Yeah, and, and, and I guess and they put up with it. And then, then you know the whole idea that you know when he got up in the morning because he's going to go chase after uh, Pete's uh, you know red herring, uh, whatever Staten Island in the Coca Cola meeting. Uh, he has to get up early, and she goes, where are you going? Yeah, shut up. He just says, shut up. I go, oh, my God. I don't know anybody that talks to their uh, spouse like that. Good old days. Yeah, I know. I'm sure there are plenty of people do, but I just go, why? Why Why would you marry somebody that you have such a little respect for? Well, I and mean, why, why off, does she put up with it? I mean, I understand. It's, I, know, I, know, I know it's a totally different time, but even in that time, I'm going, why did anybody do that? Well, he, I guess it goes to show that he doesn't actually – Respect her. He doesn't respect himself either. So. No, he wants Don's life or right. Pete's. He wants Pete's business, but yeah, Don's, Don's life. wife is what he wants. Life or wife? I think he wants Don's wife. I don't think you know that idea. Fair enough. Um, I mean, he was crazy when she was doing. Okay, we, all right, but we're getting nervous. But you know, the whole party scene and her doing that song and that number. Rogers, you know, he says, "Why don't you? Why don't you sing like that? Why don't you look like that?" <laughs> that's it's, that's great. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Let, uh, let's transition to Pete's kind of life. You know, uh, wow. speaking of yeah. the train station, which not the tra- I'm sorry, not the train station, the train, oh, the train. car, right? And the scene in which you were in. Yes. Um, you know, that's that's when Pete's talking with his fellow man. Yeah. And they're coming from Connecticut, which um, for those of you who don't know, I've, I I grew up in Connecticut, and so I know the whole the whole thing being you know yeah. you, 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 you live in connecticut and that's why connecticut has a lot of you know it's considered the richest state yeah, in the country it's because it has a lot of manhattan madison Ave people right. commuting from places like greenwich which 
you know, if you heard on the PA, they were passing through. Right. Um, next stop, Greenwich. Yeah. But uh, basically him telling him, like, hey, if you had a car, you know, you could come home later and later. Yeah, exactly. And Pete's saying, well, you know what, that's not what I... Yeah. No, I'm not necessarily saying that. No. But, um, and I thought we would... Because the the episode was kind of progressing that way, where it was all about kids, kids, kids. Yeah. We saw Don's kids. We saw you know Joan with a kid, right. and just kind of th- I'm sure the other people. You know, uh, I thought that we would see a lot more of Pete's home life, right. but we didn't. No. So, Is that unusual? No, no. Okay. It's you know we really don't see uh, Don was the only one who we really saw home life too, but uh, you know again they set it up where I thought it was going to be like that and. Uh, Remind me to say something about the invitation to everybody. Okay. From Megan. Right. Because it messed up everyone. They well, know. going all right, fine. Let go me, ahead. If I may, if I may, kind of segue back back to Joan. All right. The conversation in the kitchen, you know, about the about Megan sending the invitation. Right. The mother was like, "You see, you got yours late." Yeah. And no, everyone got everybody, theirs late. Yeah, and, everybody and, and, has repercussions or, or thoughts about that, and you know, it's like, oh, come on. And Pete did too, you know, because yeah, with him and did. his wife, you know, they were chatting in right. their kitchen slash uh, entrance way, and sh- and she goes, "Did did she really give you the invitation today?" Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was just mine, but mine yeah. definitely just got. I'm also worried about it. I mean, my God, why are you? Are your life's that silly that you're worried about when you got an invitation. Yeah, and also, um, they they didn't make it explicit. They never do yeah. with these things, you know, in terms of expos, but. In terms of the house that they live in, I don't think he's he hasn't put much money in for it. I think it You're was talking about Pete. Yes, I think okay. it was her. It was her dad. Her dad. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and that's why, because you know, he's upset about his business, his business, right. mm-hmm. and she says as you walk in through the store, you know, uh, this is your home. This is your home. Well, I'm not talking about that. And I think that's a. Uh, oh, I see. Okay, I didn't get that reference, but that makes sense. Um. So yeah, I think. In, that's what that was referring to. And then, um, let's see, what else happened with Pete? That, well, I just like that he bested Roger with that whole, uh, you know, chase. You know, tell him, yeah, go ahead. You know, he's so mad at his secretary for letting uh, uh, Roger check out his you know, his, his calendar and then meet up with his clients and do all this stuff. And, he's, you know, Roger's doing the very least he can do to get get his own clients or weasel something away from Pete. And then Pete sends him on the wild goose chase. I love that. I love that too. And I, you know, I, I like the, I, I find it hysterical that Roger did what he did for the office. Which you part? Know, um, where he switched Crane and. Oh yeah, that. Yeah, I was surprising that he did that. I didn't quite get, I mean, I didn't see his turn on that. I was wondering if they, I guess he just came to his senses. I mean, what, what made him turn? I don't get it. I, I don't get it either. I think, because in, in terms of as we're speaking about Roger. Yeah. Um. Pete's doing – there was a line earlier that I think Ken said to Pete, you know, um, you now you got to worry about Roger stealing your clients. And, you know, he said, I'm, I shouldn't be worried about my own people stealing clients. I yeah. should be worried about other agencies like exactly. YNR. And, and so Pete's doing what's best for the company. Right. Whereas Roger's not doing that. Right. But, then, but are they trying to show that he is? Is this, is, is this his one – you know, like, yeah, at the end of the day, he'll finally do something for the – because he did do something for the the company because it was better for the company to have Pete in the bigger office if he's going to show the clients. I think so. I think that's that's what it came down to. Okay. 
Because I, I thought that's what they were going for because clearly he didn't want to. He does have very little respect for Pete, but he finally does uh, acquiesce and gives him the office. Yeah. And then and Pete, I, th- Pete yeah. of course, finds out. Yeah. So. But that, that, that scene was great with Crane. <laughs> he creates so worried that he's going to get in trouble for what he said about Megan that he, he gets hauled into Sterling's office and he's nervous about it. Yeah, that was a nice running joke of yeah. people not knowing what people said. Yeah, and yeah. Certainly, that was the, with the crane thing, it was it was the biggest one. Yeah, this. my favorite is okay, but I'll, okay, I'll do it, but you're gonna owe me. No, this is a transaction. I just gave you a thousand dollars. That's right. And, and well, well, it was funny too. He's yeah. like, Wait, "Is that every month? Get out of here!" Exactly. What do you think? I love that. That's great. Uh, so, um, seems like a good time to transition into Peggy. Right on, Peggy. Uh, what are your thoughts on her? As well, you know, I, again, I, I came into this new, and, you know, she seems very earnest with her uh, uh, efforts trying to, you know, make a, a difference and, you know, carve out a niche for herself in the in the ad, ad world and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, she, she seems like she's the kind of person that had to, has had to work twice as hard just because she's a woman, all that kind of stuff. But she doesn't seem to be too... Um, too upset about what comes down the line. Although she, it seems, and again, I don't know if this is true, uh, but you know, she was so upset about Don uh, not standing up for her idea in the kidney bean, kidney bean thing <laughs> that I'm just wondering is she, does that always happen to her or just now? Well, it, it always happens to her in the sense that, you know, she expects to get a reaction out of Don right. and it doesn't always go that way. Right. Um, she wanted him to back her play and he didn't do it. Yeah. But she does bring up a good point of the fact that Don has actually changed. And right. it, obviously she's re- referring that it's because of Megan. Right. Because he's now kind and patient. Right. Before, Whereas before he would have said, F you, I don't, if you're not going to be our clients, we don't need you. Right. But I, it's, it's also a sign that he's with Megan and that right. perhaps times are tough. Yeah, because I was wondering, because he said the whole thing about, look, what, he wasn't going to buy into it anyway. Why am I going to waste an hour and a half on trying to shove it down his throat? Which... Uh, that was the part that I was going, okay, this doesn't sound like the Don Draper that I've heard people talk about. And again, since I haven't seen the show, I have to go on what they showed me today. So I'm just wondering, this, this is what you're talking about. Normally he would have just said, well, screw you. This is the one we're doing? Is that is that what you're saying? This he he would have either, either said, F you, get yeah. out of my office. Um, then in the past, sometimes he'd have to apologize. But hey, yeah. that would be his initial reaction. Right. Or, or he would have backed the play and said, no, this is what you want. This is good. Yeah, he would have convinced them otherwise. Right. And okay. that's why he is who he is in terms of the ad world is because he has that ability to say – again, it, it, I go – my favorite ultimate moment was um, the season one finale when he's talking about the um, uh, the picture slide. The carousel? The carousel, you know, and, and he brought it to life. You know, life's like a right. carousel and all that. And, and that was such a moving scene. No one expected him to – Pull out, be able he to basically pull that pulled off. it out of, out of his ass, uh-huh. to be honest. Which is very difficult with a carousel. Damn right. Yeah. So yeah, I was just you know, it, it's interesting to see his evolution. I mean, I've I've only heard of it, but it seems like they are taking him. They they're they're taking him down this road here. Well, I mean, in terms of her too, you know, um, she's always as you said, she's she's been the one who's patient. She's been right. the one who's kind. And, you know, uh, we have a saying, John and I do amongst our circle of, you know, there's in this world, there's sadists and masochists. <laughs> and she is definitely a masochist. She's a masochist. Okay. You know. Uh, and Don was a sadist. Yes. Okay. And uh, he still is. Yeah. To an extent. But a softer, kinder one. 
<laughs> yes, and you know, uh, she's always taken it from him, and, and she's she's advanced because of it. Um, but now, I guess she's seeing. She wants. She's always wanted more, yeah. and, and she was really disappointed at the end of season four when she didn't quite get what she wanted. Uh-huh. And, uh, but the good news is, I don't think she's she's that bitter about it now. She didn't seem to be, but and I thought you know she's not bitter, but she harbors resentment. Obviously, came out at the party when she was drunk and she said the wrong thing, had to apologize for it. So, but again, I mean, it's she's always getting into those situations, yeah, because. Uh, Again, she said sorry too many times, and uh-huh. I don't think she was too wrong. Or in the past, well, she's never, it, it she's was, never... wasn't wrong. It was just it was like you're whining at a party. You know, it's like what? Why? It, I, what do? You, what does that get you anyway? Well, I I guess the the way in which she said it was wrong. Yeah. But basically, you know, out of all those people, she right. again she she works literally all week, uh-huh. many of the weekends, and practically Thursday all night. Uh-huh. So and and gets really no credit for the end, right. in the end, you know she she does rise a little bit, right? But not as much as she would hope for. And then there's but the flip side to her is that you know she she feels that she's entitled to a lot, right? When in fact she isn't. So it, yeah, no, I, I agree with, with all that. But when does it ever benefit you to whine to your boss at? At, at in his birthday. house at his birthday party. When does that ever get you anywhere? I mean, and obviously she knew she was wrong. She she had to drink. But it, I just it was you know it was just one of those classic moments. I mean, I think a lot of people can uh, relate to that because a lot of people have done it. But uh, you know, because she seems to usually keep a better head on her. She does, but um, again, she's kind of green. Yeah, you know, uh, which. In the meeting with Heinz, right. she also did display that. Okay, speaking of that meeting, now come on, did you? Know, I wanted to see that commercial. I wanted to see those kidney beans doing this some weird ballet. I wanted to see that damn thing, man. I was hoping for sure I'd get to see that. That would have been fun. That would have been interesting. It's like what she's going to slow mo the kidney beans. What this would have been nice. But again, unlike Don, yeah. you know, she she puts it out there that she's she's this great ad person, right? And yet, you know, when when she was told her idea sucked. Yeah. Again, you re- if you really wanted to be like Don, you would. You would have. You would have yeah, come, come back at with something. Yeah, and I mean, if nothing else, you don't have to. The bad side of Don was f you, but the good side of Don was no. This is what you want. Exactly. And here's why. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was missing. The other thing was, I you know, in terms of pitches, it was a kind of a horrible pitch. It was almost. I felt like, and and it, and and tell me if I'm anywhere way off base on this. It seemed like she didn't really know her audience when she was pitching it because I'm going, she, is she really trying to get this guy to buy into this? Because it didn't seem like from the get-go that he would even buy this idea. It seemed like she needed a better way in. Not that the idea itself was bad because I think that, okay, that would be fine, I guess. You know, I've seen weirder things in advertising. But just the way she pitched it to this particular guy, it's like I don't think he was ever going to buy that. I don't think – well, it could be the guy. But I also think her delivery of it, you yeah. know, for those of you who like business – was terrible. Yeah, she was. She seemed timid. Right. Um, she was stuttered, and she was unconvincing. Yeah. Again, yeah. you get in that room, you got to show, you got to show them the energy. And I know, again, this is, is, that, the, is that how she? You know, have you? Is she normally portrayed that way, or does she? She's, she's had, still on she's, the. She's, she's still success. on that learning curve. She right. is, and she, but she's had success the times that she's done that. Okay. You know, portrayed that confidence. Right. Been much more like a dom. Whereas this one, she. She went back to old, old Got Peggy. Got it. Okay. Interesting. Peggy. Interesting. Um, but and 
also, you know, to kind of uh, to move forward in terms of Peggy, she's very. I think does she come off as jealous of Megan? No, I didn't. I I didn't. I didn't feel that. No, I just no. Actually, I didn't feel that at all. Because I mean, again, where we left off season four, you know, she was hoping for a lot of things. And yeah. Then, you know, it didn't come with Don. Right. And, you know, there's obviously some tension and resentment and things like that um, towards Don. But uh, I would think there would be more with Megan. Well, there was some, you know, I just thought it was residual uh, strife from the party. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought it was. I didn't didn't read it as jealousy. Okay. Um, Well, obviously, and and you actually brought up a good question that I'm trying to still figure out. Is the idea of when when Megan said, you know, I feel sick, I have to go. Right. Um, if she that was her plan all along, knowing that Peggy of all people would go would to Don yeah. and say, hey, you know what, you gotta. Right. Or like uh, she's upset. Yeah, because that's the thought. I, I don't know Megan at all, and so I was as it was all happening, and when uh, Don is speaking to, uh, well, actually, I should say when Peggy's apologizing to Don and he, you know, she explains that uh, Megan went home because she wasn't feeling well and she wanted to be alone and he goes, you don't know her at all. So it almost looked like uh, that not only was Don upset with that, but he was seriously saying, you don't know her. And he kind of knew what was going on. I don't, I, But I don't know because I don't know if Megan is that kind of, uh, not conniving, but... Um, Far thinking, so to speak, because she said this thing to Peggy, and then you, you, if we're, we're to believe that she set the whole thing up when Don got home, she knew that Peggy was going to say something to Don, and Don was going to, you know, click on Don, and Don was going to go, oh, that means she's at home. Okay, I'm going to go there. Yeah, I mean, because she seemed to be start running that. As soon as he came in the door, she's already running the number. Yeah, she's already, you know, pretending to be upset and you know in the robe, and you know she's she's ready to take the robe off and the whole thing. At least that's what it looked like to me. I, I agree. Um, to take a step back, um, I think in terms of I, I I thought it in that moment when she was upset that she was in fact upset, simply because you know as we talked at length about Peggy, the reason why we talked about it is because it's direct comparison to Megan. I don't think Megan has the legs that Peggy does. You know, um, Peggy, um, it, she again she's taken so much crap, but has always risen um, one way or the other. Whereas it, as Megan is pointing out, you know, um, these people are all so cynical. Yeah. Uh, and again, this is what you signed up for. Yeah. And as as later on, as she says, how could you not like a surprise party, meaning Don? Yeah. And obviously the head of all of the cynicalism here at the office Don. is Don. Exactly. And you're with Don. Right. But she doesn't know him. She doesn't know who he really is. Well, no. but she only – so, you know, to kind of – how does she know him more as like the family man? That's why we were shown the scenes at the beginning with with him and and going to the Statue of well, Liberty you know, and you all know, that. It was interesting because when they were alone after uh, coming home and her, you know, taking off her robe and all that other stuff and having sex, um, there she was complaining how they don't like her, and, or, or maybe I just I don't like them and all that stuff. And he got, he's saying, "Who cares? I like you. I want you there." And that that seemed to be genuine. I think, you know, it's kind of like it's now the, the, what she's seeing is the way he wants to be, that he just I, – I'm not exactly sure because I, I don't know where they're taking him in his arc. But they're obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's mutating. Yeah. Well, here's – you know, I mean she's jealous of 
Yeah, she certainly got jealous of Joan, as we talked about. Sure. But here's what I don't get. Uh, first off, he wanted you to flash him in the yeah. office. Like, come on. Yeah. Women. And then you did. First off, you, there you go. That's yeah. a sure tell sign that, you know what, this guy wants to bone me. <laughs> and likes me. There you go. I'm going to be blunt about that. <laughs> um, second, uh, again, <sighs> shit, what was my second point? You know, oh, here it was It was the fact that he, he, you know he hates people. Yeah. When you were going over the list of people who should be there, you yeah. eliminated the clients because he hates the, the yeah. he doesn't want to talk to clients. And, yeah. you know, you're crossing off people that he absolutely hates cause, and doesn't want there. But it's a classic thing, you know. She thinks, "Oh, he probably doesn't really hate people," or, you know, "I just need to help him." And then, you know, he wants to change him a little bit. You know yeah. what? There's just some guys, and I, I, I venture to put myself yeah. in this camp. I just hate that crap. What I'm, women trying to change men, or no surprise parties, oh, surprise parties. like okay. especially like I hate people. Right, yeah, I know, and you know, some and a lot of people don't believe that. They think, oh, yeah, yeah, he's just—it's all a lot of bluster. And no, there are plenty of people that I know of that would absolutely not want to. It's not even the surprise party. I just, I don't look. I spend my time at the office. I spend a lot of time with these people. It's not that I hate them, but I just don't. I, I, this is my time outside of the office. I don't want to share it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think that's what he's—he just—he's done with them. I think so too, and, and um, there was another point I was going to bring up. It was, but I think she was just pissed off more than anything because he wasn't seeing how much she wanted him to enjoy himself, and he didn't see the reason, the intent behind the the party itself. Because Don was just pissed off at the party itself, you know, because and, and the embarrassment, as he put it, he was. What did he no? Did he say call embarrassment or? I forget the words. whatever word he used. Yeah, he embarrassed me in front of everybody. I was like, what the hell was he embarrassed about? The Zuby Zuby Zoo, you think so? But but when he when she was doing the Zuby Doo, he seemed to be having a ball. He I think he liked it. Yeah, well, in the moment he probably sure. did, and then uh, then, then he, he started realized, thinking oh, about crap. it. But here's the th- the other thing that I was concerned about, not concerned about, was wondering is he doesn't seem the kind of guy that gives a crap of what anybody else thinks. Again, when it's on his terms. Okay, so because she brought this in and he had to deal with it in front of everybody, that's what he was pissed off at. Yeah. I just didn't understand. I, I, it, there seemed to be some dissonance with the fact that he, as she's doing it, he seems to be absolutely fine with it. He likes it. He enjoys it. I don't think he cares about anybody else. And then all of a sudden at the end of the party, he's embarrassed by it. I was like, what the hell? I I didn't get that at all. Well, didn't make any I, sense I think if anything, he's just good at putting on acts. Oh, is that? Well, clearly. You know? Clearly. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, yeah, I thought that the, that he saw Roger in the hallway before they went in there. I was like, oh, bummer. Yeah, he's not going to enjoy this surprise. <laughs> I mean, Roger, what a just giving the surprise away. Classic. So bad. Uh, but I don't. Again, he wouldn't. But I, I, honest to God, I actually think that actually set him up nicely to half enjoy the party. Yeah. Because if he came in and was fully surprised. Yeah. Then he. Yeah. He. He at least had that ten seconds to prepare himself and got. Oh crap! All right. <laughs> so I certainly think that. Uh, that about wraps it up. I mean, uh, I'm sure there's tons of stuff that we... Well, yeah, it was a two-hour thing. Yeah, there was plenty of stuff, but we got to get out of here. That's right. Well, in case we missed something... I'm sure we, we'll hear about it. Well, yeah, let us know. And, and again, yeah. we, we we try to cover everything. Yeah. We don't always get to. Um, 
But let us know. Um, email us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. Follow us on Twitter. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to go to a quick commercial, and then we've got some great news and gossip for you guys, and then we're going to give our predictions for the next week based off of what we saw, which is basically nothing. <laughs> so we're going to be pulling that out of our asses. Oh, nice. So here we go. We'll be back after this. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds. Like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows. From Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? AfterBuzz TV News. Welcome back, guys. Here we go. So, news and gossip. What do you got, Phil? All right. Well, um, first off, uh, they did a huge, huge cover story on TV Guide Mm. for Mad Men. Yeah. Obviously, Mad Men is the talk of the town. Yeah, because they're finally back. They've been doing PR everywhere. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's... it's, And uh, there's there's been a lot of talk about their um, season five image poster or whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you know the one? Oh, the one falling? No, no, no. no. That's the iconic one. With, okay. But uh, what I'm talking about is basically the ones. It's, it's the mannequin one. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Um, you've seen this one. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what do you think of the poster? Uh, well, I thought it was. It, it's the series. I thought it was a great uh, um, interpretation. Yeah, because it's what they're. They, they, you know, the guys treat women as objects. They're faceless. They're just bodies. I mean, it made sense. I get it. But the it. guys, the guys were mannequins too. They just happen to have. Suits on, right? Oh, I don't know. I didn't notice that. I just, I just assumed the guys were there. Yeah, I mean, because uh, I didn't see the guys. I thought they were looking at the 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 female mannequin. Yes, they were, but it's it's the. Uh, I'm gonna pull it up right now. Yeah, please do, because I only saw it in passing. Batman really... season five poster. Here we go. We're looking it up as we speak. Thanks to Bing.com. Um. Okay. Wait. Well. Here's the weird part, at least from my interpretation. There's a, you know, there's a mannequin female. Right. She's nude. the The mannequin man is sitting down, basically there for his pleasure. And then, um, in in the mirror reflection image, you have Dawn. So I guess, yeah. I mean, I maybe I saw an earlier one where right. the person looking in was like a mannequin. I don't know. It, it's kind of animated. The colors are so rich and vibrant that it made me believe that Don was also a mannequin. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. So I mean, got I it. Know. But I mean, but they, what's the big scuttlebutt? The, the scuttlebutt is that you know, uh, obviously the the portrait. First off, you have a naked mannequin. Right. But the, it's a mannequin for crying out loud. It's not even. It, it's not really anatomically little correct. Boy, little boys interpret. But it's not an. It's not anatomically correct. Nah, fair enough. 
But um, yeah, I mean, so basically, some some people are so they're upset because it doesn't have a fig leaf on it or something. I would. I think that the the the, the people that don't that aren't fans of the show, right? You know, they obviously they think of the show as sexist and racist right. and things like that. But no, it's just it, portraying a time, well, and that's the argument. that was sexist and racist. So I mean, you do you, what do you want to play the '60s and not be sexist and racist? Yeah. How do, what what is Why not? that? That doesn't exist. That's a world of fake belief. It wasn't that the care. Was the Care Bears during like the sixties? What's like a sixties no. animation hippie type thing? Oh god, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> animation hippie. Fair enough. Well, um, but so, how do you? I mean, how would it? Why would how? How could you accurately portray that? There was sexism. There was racism. I mean, that's what it was. I don't know. Well, anyway, moving not, not on. Not entirely, but... In a preview clip for Sunday's April 1st uh, Mad Men episode, um, Elizabeth Moss, who plays Peggy, Peggy. Um, she says, I'm the one you need to impress right now. Right. Um, she could be talking about Megan um, with her... Right. Bizu, bizu, Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so, Zap to it goes on to write, we have a feeling, though... Uh, that the new husband, Don, is already impressed since Megan is again strutting around topless. Okay. What? Uh, what? I didn't see that in the upcoming. I don't know. Wow. Okay. Um, and then Ham, by the way, directed the episode titled Tea Leaves. Yeah. Is that the next one? That is the next one. I believe it is, yeah. He, yeah. He talked about that on one of the interviews I saw. Very cool. You have you, you see a lot of these people getting into directing. Um, yeah. And Roger Sterling, sorry, not Roger Sterling, but the, John, that's John who Slattery. I look. Yeah, John Slattery. Yeah, he's directed a few already. Which uh, I think, you know, it's it's kind of like the Clint Eastwood effect. Like, if you yeah. know acting, um, you know how to really capture what you want. Yeah, usually. And, and usually, and this isn't always the case, but usually an actor really knows how to direct other actors. You know when to say, when to, what to say, when to say it, and when to back off, when to give them their process and... Or, or I shouldn't say when to give them the process, but when to when to give them space to go through their process, and and, and that's very helpful. And one of the things that uh, John Hamm was saying is, it, you know, he thought he really understood the show until he had to direct it, because there's so much more involved when you have to direct it, that it it, it gave him a whole new respect for every every department and every he- department. Well, certainly head and because all the but, but but even from the perspective as an actor, he's yeah. fully worried about Don Draper and all the things that it's, Don would and, do, which is all he should be worried about. As an and the the um the worry is also you know if if you're the actor directing the episode right. are you gonna make it like all about you right and I think him and John have the the, the wherewithal to know okay you know yeah. what Mad Men isn't like it's obviously not... Don's pivotal to right. all of Mad Men but it's not just about me it is yeah and he can so. um let's see what else we got here because uh, the whole idea of a director you got to serve the story more than the character that's right. Well, speaking of another story, Mad Men star January Jones credits her ability to get back to work just six weeks after giving birth to son Xander Dane to a healthy diet and vitamins and tea with planta placentella is uh, something. Um, it's it's spelled place N T A. How do you pronounce that? I, I'm sure it has something to do with placenta. Placenta placentella. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is this is where I show off that uh, I am indeed actually young and <laughs> and slightly stupid at times. <laughs> no, well, it's not an obvious thing, I don't think. Uh, Maybe if you're looking at it, but it seems like why would you name it that? But okay, Whatever. fair enough. Uh, 
So again, I'm I'm also running the boards and things. Yeah, like it's hard to do. Yeah, exactly. So I'm doing five things at once. So just, and, but and, yeah, I am a little bit stupid. So they're gonna, they're, you know, we didn't see her at all. I, and I don't know where they left last season, but I was curious why she wasn't in this at all. Well, is that unusual? It, it's not. A, I mean, now that him and, and um, he, that they've been they've separated, split up, divorced, and the whole thing. I don't mind that. Again, I I think the fans, to be quite honest with you, don't like it when we go back to Janet Jones for no reason. Like. Right. Cares about her storyline. Well, that's what I was curious about. I, I don't know enough about it, but it, I, I just thought it was odd. Uh, but it, it it didn't. I didn't mind it. I certainly the, the 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 premiere episode you know stands on its own. You don't need her for any reason. I was just curious as to uh, is it was it common for not for her not to be in in the latest episodes. It, it was. Already, it was okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and then so uh, John Hand goes in the closet. Whoa. That's the title of this story. The, com- the comedy interview web series Seven Minutes in Heaven has found a new home on Yahoo screen and helping break in its new digs is none other than John Hamm. Nice. Hamm, fresh off his season uh, premiere of Mad Men, went into the closet with comedian and SNL writer Mike O'Brien to answer O'Brien's candid questions like, what his home address is. <laughs> We're also treated to an exclusive rendition of how Don Draper plans to discontinue his cheating ways. Then, O'Brien is the envy of every man, and let's face it, most men in America, as he becomes the object of John Han's passion. Whoa. His quick wit is on full display in the interview, which is a thing the universe needs more of. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. There you go. What do you think of that story? Well, it was it was good. Uh, I was I would love to know what they talked about because you know he, lately because of his comments about reality TV, he's done a lot of uh, interviews. Go to aoltv.com. You know right. you'll, you'll see it there. Um, let's see, and then uh, you know there's okay. Th- this I have to. By the way, a lot of these are like from four hours ago. I know, brand new. I mean, this is this is you know so pretty I'm, good. We're not going to go through Very all of them. This will be my last one that okay. I'll do. Um, so Zoo Bizu Hubi, uh, <laughs> the song. You need to add a little uh, melody to that. Come on, I, I should. But it's amazing. What forty-eight. Uh, let's see. TV.com writes: It's amazing what forty-eight hours can do for an obscure French pop yeah, song. Yeah, no kidding. But then, not all obscure French pop songs are chosen to become the musical centerpiece of the first episode of Mad Men in two years. From the moment Megan um, uh, grabbed the microphone and performed. The sensuous uh, Zuzu Bizu, the hit by Jillian Hills, uh, blah, blah. It talks, hold on, let me pull up the full article because it yeah. mentions John Han, it, I'm sorry, not John Han, Matthew Weiner, the creator. Right. And uh, Yeah, where did, why did he pick that one? Where did he come he up with that? He picked because the lyrics translate to, oh, kiss, kiss, my God, they are sweet. That means I confess, but yes, I love only you. Um, so it was selected over bigger hits. From artists such as Nancy Sinatra and sure. Dusty Springfield. Nice. Uh, he says, uh, Matthew Weiner does, behind the choosing song of the song, um, let's see. He was driving in his car. I talked to various artists who I admire. We actually had a temp piece of music when I had originally submitted the pilot to the network. Oh, oh wait, no, I'm sorry. He's talking about the. Um, okay, now they're asking him about the. Um, the A Beautiful Mime, which is the theme song. But in, in talking about Zuzu Bizu, 
He said, how did, you, how did you decide on that? I choose almost every piece of music on the series. I'm open to suggestions, but usually not interested. Right. <laughs> That's candid. I have a very personal relationship with music and yeah. am a delusional person to the degree that before the show existed, I kept the file in my iTunes of all the songs that um, that could go one day in the show. Wow. That's somebody that, yeah, he's really affected by music. See, I'd be the other guy saying, uh, I'm not, what, what is it? Well, I'd be the opposite. I'd, I'm open to everything, and I welcome suggestions because I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> yes, yes. And then, uh, so yeah, that's about it. Um, that's all the news and gossip I okay. have for this week. Good deal. Again, there's so much more yeah. stuff out there. Well, but I'm not especially gonna... right now because it's premiering. They've been on their press tour. I mean, uh, yeah, there's going to be news articles like crazy about them right now. That and, uh, you know, during the hiatus, you know, Sky TV, that was a big yeah. thing, that getting picked up in Europe and things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, internationally, it's gaining some uh, press and all that. So, but with that, well, why don't we head straight into predictions? That's right. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. Um, so, John, we literally got nothing in this preview. No, I mean, we got I mean, images we were, and words. Yeah, that, it's like what? What the hell? Meaning. Exactly. Well, so apparently there's going to be a man coming into the show, and Megan wants to impress him more than, or, or, or is she saying impress him more than Don? Something. But I can't remember the exact phrase. Yes. Um, uh, make him happy or something like that. Uh, uh, yeah. So there's that. I don't know what that is or who that is, but that was interesting. Well, I don't we, know if that, like you were saying, does that have anything to do with Peggy saying you need to impress me? Uh, Right now, more than anybody. Yeah, all I, I, you know, and we talked about January Jones's character. Um, yeah. That's she's she's going to be back with her husband, you know, and and obviously we got a little bit in terms of because of Sally and the kids right. being here, you know. So I think we're going to see a lot more of them since we didn't in this episode. Um, <coughs> you talk. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I need a water. <laughs> okay, you get some. All right. Well, you know. What I was curious about is, you know, it seems like this whole uh, thing with Roger and Pete. What I want, what I'm curious about is how, you know, because Pete always seems to really not always seems to care, but he's doing. He loves the advancement. He wants the office, and I'm wondering when he's going to go after Rogers. I mean, he kind of did already, <laughs> in a sense. But I want. I don't know how they're going to keep playing that out. But it seems like that's going to keep happening. I would love to see those guys. I love it when those guys are at each other. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> we didn't mention this in that episode, but um, Pete's wife says to him, dissatisfaction is a sign of ambition. Right. Which is a good way to put yeah. and nail down who Pete really is. He's always right. dissatisfied, yeah. and that's why. So, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of other stuff... Yeah, I, 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 I don't have a clue. Uh, might as well speak gibberish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I did for a lot of this. Um, but regardless, we will be back here Sunday, Sunday yeah. nights, and uh, we'll be recapping. Again, we'll have other people joining us, but nevertheless, I hope you guys enjoyed us. Um, again, uh, we try to cover everything. We don't always get a chance to. I mean, geez, we've gone for an hour, yeah. and the mm-hmm. fact that we're still saying that we may not have covered everything, this show is so brilliant. There's so much to cover. Yeah, and um, let us know. Let, let us know, know what we're not. A, when you comment, uh, you know, you write in, let us know what you want us to cover, what well, you got thoughts or things you want us to talk about, let us know. That's right. And uh, so, uh, and also support Maria Menounos on Dancing with the Stars. There you it go. really means a lot to us. Team um, enough. Team, team enough. enough. Uh, until, until next time, this is Phil Svitek. And John Comerford. I thought you were going to say my name. My name. I, I was going to, but yeah, then, yeah. I, then I stopped. Um, Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. We'll be back Sunday. 
From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 